Hello everyone, this is OmniTalk Retail. I'm Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazenga. And we are coming to you live from our very own booth at Manifest, booth K15 or K15, yeah. as some might say. And come on by, say hello, and thanks to Manifest for helping make our coverage today possible. Now, standing between us is Patrick McIntyre, the head of development at Krispy Kreme. Patrick. Welcome to OmniTalk. Thanks, glad to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, Patrick, tell us a little bit about you and your role at Krispy Kreme. Sure, I lead development for Krispy Kreme, which basically means all of our investments and how we optimize and think about delivering fresh to our consumers around the world. Okay, and uh, why don't you, you, you are one of my favorite guests because you brought something. Brought donuts. When you arrive with food, especially donuts, to an OmniTalk podcast, you instantly become the favorite goat of all of our interviews. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, so Krispy Kreme, you, and tell us a little bit more about your kind of background sure. and how you came into the role. Sure, sure. So I've been doing retail or direct consumer businesses my entire life. Okay. When I was a little kid, I helped my dad load the truck of our entrepreneurial business. I then started my own entrepreneurial business at 18. Okay. Uh, I did a direct to consumer retail omni-channel, well, we didn't have Omnichannel back then. Uh, it was really a marketplace. Yes. Um, but did that for a number of years. Sold it in 2007. Okay. Because I was 20 years old running a business that was a multi-million dollar business and had absolutely no idea really? what I was doing. Wow. Yeah, no handbook. Jesus. No, it was. Good what were you yeah. selling? Uh, so, pet accessories. So, oh. it was at that time where there was like the humanization of pets. Yeah. And people really wanted like a dog collar that wasn't $3,000 that, you know, some celebrity had for their dog, but wanted their favorite sports team on it. Yeah. And so there was people selling it, but there was no one coalescing or, or curating what was available. And so I really just connected buyers and sellers and then physically and digitally and grew it to what it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's really so fun. fascinating. Okay. Yeah. And then, so it. then what? So so then I was I sold it. Yeah. And I was in my early 20s and okay. I had some money. So I bought a new car. I traveled to Europe and I spent the money as fast as humanly possible. Because that's what you do in your 20s, so you, you have money. 20s, yeah. And that's I'm right. like, now what do I do? Yeah. So I knew retail, so I wrote a letter to Walmart. I wrote a letter to Target. Target called me back. They hired me literally like two weeks later. Wow. And I started off working at Target. Okay. Entry-level store operations. Worked my way all the way up through the chain into being a general manager. Uh, then I went to store operations in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I live now. Yeah. Uh, and then worked on the project where they remodeled stores and was putting fresh food uh, into mm. the everyday model, trying to get more people to come to Target more frequently. So I did remodels and operations, and we helped figure out really the supply chain side of how do you order um, food in a store? How do you merchandise food and then design a store for yeah. food? All that kind of stuff. I, I didn't or not do yet. The, the not design yet. and yet. Not yet. Okay. I was on the okay. execution side. Okay. To be very very clear. Okay. Um, and then I got a phone call from someone who I worked with at Target. Uh, and they said, hey, we get this great job for you at Mars. And I was like, I like planet Earth. <laughs> I have no interest in going to Mars. And they're like, no, no, it's a company. And I had no idea that it was a company. Uh, and so she really chased me for this job opportunity that she had doing operations for a division of Mars Incorporated called yeah. Mars Retail Group. Uh, and then I, long story short, met someone for a beer who was the hiring manager. Um, had a beer, had a two-hour conversation, got hired, and started off in operations uh, at Mars Retail Group. And then from there did business strategy, business innovation, all the way up to basically, I called it like a mini COO role. Mm -hmm. uh, I was responsible for the day-to-day -day operations and the long-term strategy of uh, the D2C business for MRG. Right, and so and so now you're at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. So talk more about what you were overseeing there. Well, when I left Mars, I, I really wanted to work in a direct-to-consumer business. Okay. And I wanted to work for a big brand. Mm -hmm. 
and Krispy Kreme is recognized globally by 99% of the people who know what donuts are, like, oh yeah, Krispy Kreme. So from a marketing standpoint, our job's mostly done for us. I mean, the, the donut right. really speaks for itself. <laughs> so that the was box, notes. That was box one ticked. Um, box two is when I joined Mars, they were an entrepreneurial company. Th this division was very entrepreneurial. And Krispy Kreme, while it's an 87-year-old brand, yeah. you know, it, it's been through a lot of, like a roller coaster, ups and downs. Uh, and they're at a point now as a publicly traded company, they're really expansively growing the brand and really how much access we have to our consumers who love us. And I wanted to be a part of that. So I took the opportunity and I'm loving every minute of it. That's awesome. So, so all right, so let's get into it. So I'm curious, how do you think about store design from your role at Krispy Kreme? Like how do you evaluate ROI when you're deciding what to do and what not to do with a store? So what's really interesting, I'm gonna answer your question in a roundabout way. Okay is we delivered a 15,000 points of access every single day. The donuts behind me were made this morning. So we have about 400 what we call producing hubs, okay. and we need to get those to those 15,000 points of access. That's your local grocery store, yep. it may be your gas station, it may be wherever Krispy Kreme could be. So in, in organizing how we think about those hubs, which are in essence traditional retail stores, right. they're delivering to the consumer that comes to the drive-thru, they're delivering to the consumer that walks in, they're handling the e-commerce orders, and they're making the donuts that are gonna go to your local grocery store. So we oh, have wow. to look at that operation yeah. very differently than a standard QSR. And I, I, the other anecdote I'll give That's you is- a great point, yeah, I've never thought about that. Yeah, even yeah. if you're making bread, yeah. and you're delivering bread to the supermarket, bread's gonna last four or five days on the yeah. shelf. We're delivering every single day to 15,000 yeah. points of access. Yeah, McDonald's isn't delivering Big Macs, right. you know, so to speak, right? That's exactly. The, that's the unlock for me. Yeah, right. So to answer your question, we have to design that store in a way today that's very different than how it was even a year ago. Right. Because we're designing it to optimize the back of house space to be able to deliver to those DFD businesses, what we call it, daily, delivered fresh daily customers, mm -hmm. not consumers. Mm -hmm. And we have to worry about the consumer experience and making sure that that experience that you have when you come to a Krispy Kreme is amazing. And, and consistent. And consistent. And yep. that's probably the biggest challenge. Um, and we have 330 company-owned shops in the U.S. And making sure that that donut that's made today is as good as it was yesterday, if not better than the day before. Right. So how does supply chain factor into this? Like where does your role begin and end? And we're at Manifest talking about supply chain and logistics. Like let's dive a little bit deeper yeah. into that. So and I, I think to your question is where does the supply chain come? We're in the midst of a global transformation and how we think about our centralized functions. Okay. My role is to ensure that the capital that we're investing has the best ROI, delivers on the best consumer experience, and can enable that growth that we want. We're growing our, what we call points of access, 10 to 15% every single year. So there's a lot of growth that's coming right, and right. that we have had in the last few years. So from a supply chain standpoint, you know, think about those 15,000 points of access. You know, we're a donut logistics company. <laughs> right. Like, when you really think about it. Yeah, you're a and logistics company that happens to, to bring donuts to people is and what and it is. And yeah. we ask ourselves, should we be, right? Should we be the ones delivering the donuts? So right. there's lots of questions that we're trying to understand, even for ourselves, of how do we create the most shareholder value? Yeah. How do we create the best consumer experience? And at the end of the day, make awesome donuts. Yeah, obviously. 
So have you been? I'm curious. Have you been to Manifest before, or is this your first time? You have my second year. Yeah. Second year. Yeah. All right. Good. Nice. So you're speaking on stage as well. I am. Yes. Right. So what are you sharing with them on stage? What are you pontificating about that you haven't already shared with us so far? We're talking today. Well, there's a few things we're talking about. We're talking about disruptors. So there's a conversation we're gonna have on Sheen, and there's a conversation we're gonna have on AI. You know, the okay. buzzword. I mean, last year was AI, 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 AI ChatGPT. You know, yeah. go on and on and on. What, what I would like to discuss and pontificate about is how do we use technology to help us really think about the consumer journey yeah. as well as the OPEX that you can get from it. So if I'm a consumer and I come up to your drive-thru and you go up to order and they're like, hi, welcome to Krispy Kreme, what can I get you? That sounds pretty basic, right? But if it's like, hi, welcome to Krispy Kreme, what can I get you? Sorry, what did you want? What? It, it, something as simple as ordering at the drive-thru yeah. could be handled and should be handled by AI. Yeah, large language models. a lot of retailers start to experiment with that. So right. there's no reason why we shouldn't be leading in yes. that category. So to me, the supply chain elements are as much about the technology that's invisible to the consumer as it is helping us with demand forecasts. Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. What time are you speaking for those people maybe watching? From the well, show? they're going to come by here and get a donut first. Yeah. Right. Uh, booth K fifteen. K fifteen. Get, get, get them all. Yes. That, now, now there's going to be a flood of people yes. coming to our booth. Which You're is welcome. Great. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and three uh, thirty. I'm speaking today. Three thirty. All right. All right. Um, well, make sure to catch Patrick on stage. Um, I want to ask one question before we let you go. Um, what are you most excited about doing in your role this year? Like, are there any initiatives you have coming up? Um, Krispy Kreme's always throwing us some cool headlines about new store formats and other things. Like, what what excites you about 2024 in your role? What excites me the most is when I meet people. They go, oh, I love Krispy Kreme. Where can I get one? Yeah. Every time I go to the right. airport, I have to pay like the TSA tax. Like if I'm carrying donuts, I have to give some to the TSA agents. I'm most excited about reaching new consumers. Okay. And we're doing that through partnerships with Amazon. We're doing that through a number of new and innovative formats for mm -hmm. our consumers. Uh, it's going to take us some time. Yeah. But I'm most excited for more people stopping me going, you opened up a Krispy Kreme near me, or I saw it in the local store. I yes. love it. Thank you. Yes. That's what I'm excited yes. for. Yes, or it's on DoorDash, or it's uh, I can get it instant. There you is a donut emergency right now. I need it in 15 minutes. You can get it however you want in whatever format you want, because that's what omni-channel shopping should be. Sounds like a good problem to have, actually. Like, if my customers were asking me that, I'd be pretty stoked, because it yeah. means there's untapped opportunity for me to fulfill their needs, right? Which is why I joined, and that's yeah. why I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for being with sure, us. Sure. We're excited to have you, Anytime. too. Again, Patrick McIntyre of Krispy Kreme will be here the rest of the day. We got a bunch of interviews coming your way, so stick around. And Ann, be careful out there.